0: It's time. It's time, time. Time to get in the zone. Time to
1: get in the zone
0: with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al Zane
1: and Brian. What is up 49 er faithful? This is Odyssey Sports 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. I am Brian Renick. I am joined by the legendary Al Sacco. Uh, Zane Nakvi is on the IR today. Hopefully he will be back for our episode on Wednesday. Uh, But we are here to discuss all things Brock Purdy and nothing but Brock Purdy on this episode. No, what a performance by the 49ers. What a performance by that defense. And uh, Brock Purdy definitely, definitely did not seem like the moment was too big for him for the second week in a row. Al, how did you feel watching that game?
0: I'm trying to remember the last time I got as pumped up as I did in that game. And I feel like especially the past couple of years. I just look at everything very even keel, very like, all right, let's see what happens next. Um, I kind of miss having that sort of fan vibe to things a little bit. And I kind of had it in this game and it was hard for me not to get excited. Um, And it's not anything against anybody else, not against anything against Trey Lance. It's not anything against Jimmy Garoppolo. There's just something about this dude. There's just something about the story. There's just something about him going out there and the team with the seventh round, last pick in the draft, Yeah. first start, putting an absolute ass whooping on Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. It wasn't like, oh, they played pretty well. They won the game. From the word go, they whooped their ass. And it was mm-hmm. just awesome. And the touchdown at the end of the half to make it 28-0, just throwing a dime like you're just like you know he's getting crushed and just flinging it out there and it's a touchdown and I was just like hell yeah dude like that was awesome I don't remember the last time I've been that as that excited in the first half of a game
1: yeah you know that's that's a great point you know i've i've tried since you know since becoming you know a content creator i hate saying that i hate saying like that this is anything other than you know fans coming together and and talking about their favorite football team but you know i really have tried to remove myself a little bit uh, in terms of uh, my fandom in order to be i would say a little bit more even keel and how I view the team and in, in in how I view the moves that they make, all that stuff, right? I'm trying to take a little bit of the fan out of it, but for whatever reason, this Brock Purdy thing—I mean, I've, you know—we got the shirts. I started selling the shirts, you know. <laughs> I made that like just something about the excitement of of what this is, and and I I really can't I can't put my finger on it, but I just know that it's exciting, and I know that it has gotten the entire fan base excited. And there are some ridiculous conversations happening and we don't need to get into things like that. But what I am excited to talk about is just how dominant this team is currently and what that means moving forward at least this season. We don't need to look forward to 2023. uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm riding this Brock Purdy Hype train until the wheels fall off and it, it feels like that's going to be the playoffs. It doesn't even feel that way. It is going to be the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The question is how far can they get in the playoffs?
0: You, you know, and, and just to go stay back on the quarterback thing, because it is relevant in a sense that you talked about how excited you are. I talked about how excited I am in whether it happened on purpose or just organically or whatever. Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo and the way that, Jimmy Garoppolo has become this polarizing figure. It's sort of been a stress. It's sort of been, it hasn't been fun. It's like us against them. It's, it's, it's a weird vibe. You're still rooting for the team, but even when they do well, there's like these anti-Jimmy people and pro Jimmy people and anti tray people and pro trade people. And it's, it's kind of messed up, man. Like and it's yeah. just kind of grown into that the last two years. And I think with Purdy, you just have just a dude. Everybody's kind of rooting for like you're kind of behind him again, because no matter what he does, Brian, for the rest of his career, whether he flames out in the next few games, whether he's the starter for the next 10 years, whether he's a solid, whatever it is, it's all houses money. Absolutely. All yeah. of it. And nobody can really come in and say like, Oh, well he's, he's a bust or this. No, he, nobody expects anything out of this guy ever. And for him to do what he's doing. And I do want to talk about the team because it is, it is crazy. I think where I think they could be headed, but mm-hmm. I do want to throw some pretty stats out there because yeah. again you just keep hearing these things and let me start i guess when the game started the first play he checks he checks out of the play and yeah. he just checks into a sack basically right and you a, like,
1: oh. a crown of the helmet into his ear hole
0: yeah and you're just like oh shit yeah. and then he throws the second play it looked like maybe debo wasn't looking when he threw it out in the flat and you're like all mm-hmm. right what's going on but that was mm-hmm. it that, that was yeah. all, that was the hiccup. that was all and he continues to look the part Right. In every way. And he's he's the first rookie in the Super Bowl era with at least two TD passes, one rushing TD and a passer rating of at least one twenty five in their first career start. Now, this this was a stat that really stuck out to me. And again, it started with the polarizing stuff. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why the polarizing stuff doesn't matter. It's not about mm-hmm. him versus Jimmy. It's right. It, it's about what this does for the team. So the, Benjamin Solak tw- tweeted this out, and a fan named Andrew Mott actually brought it to my attention because I hadn't seen mm-hmm. it. But thank thank him for that. Uh, Purdy's two TD passes were 20-plus yards downfield outside the numbers. That's as many as Garoppolo had in the last two years. Three years. Right? Three, is it three, three years? years? Okay. Three Three years. years. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I I think a lot of people understood it, but then you had some people chiming in like, well, it's not about him versus Jimmy and Jimmy wins. Well, no, here's, here's why it's relevant. It's relevant because the Niners now it's a different element to the offense. Yeah. And if they are getting plays like that, it's a different element to the offense. The 49ers had three touchdowns of 25 plus yards in this game. Do you know how many they had in the previous 12 games? Seven. Okay. That's it. And they were all against... I was going to guess less, so... (laughs) I actually thought it would be less, too. But they had three against Arizona, three against the Rams, and one against Seattle. So this is a new element to the offense that may change things. We've been bitching about them not scoring. Well, they've put up 68 points last two games, and 65 of that was with Purdy and in seven-plus quarters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's a little bit of what we talked about when it came to Trey Lance in this offense, right? We we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and why Jimmy Garoppolo has been successful in this offense. And he's been successful in this offense because he's incredibly efficient. And that's great. And there's, there's I, I, I'm not going to disparage that because that's awesome. Uh, in fact, I saw something, uh, Robert Mays of the Athletic NFL show. I love Robert's stuff, uh, him and Nate Tice. Uh, but he posted something, uh, it was yesterday, it was either yesterday or Saturday. And if if you rank the uh, <clears throat> the top quarterbacks with at least 100 passing attempts, if you rank them in terms of EPA per play, mm-hmm. of the top 25, four of them, four of them are Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, Trey Lance, and CJ Bethard. Can you Mm -hmm. believe that CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, right? We're talking in history. We're not talking recently. We're talking in history, EPA per play, which means expected points added. It's an efficiency metric. Kyle Shanahan's offense is built on efficiency. But the problem is, is if for whatever reason, the offense cannot get to that efficiency level either because the defense they're playing is, is outstanding or the game plan that the defensive coordinator that they're facing put together is, you know, it it has, has really befuddled Shanahan, whatever the case may be with Jimmy Garoppolo. If he doesn't have efficiency, he doesn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Now with Trey Lance, what we said was he's not going to be as efficient as Jimmy Garoppolo. We already knew that going in. He's not going to be, that's not part of his game. But what he can be is more dangerous in picking up chunk yardage, right? More dangerous in the deeper levels of the field, where Mm -hmm. if you can attack there, then your inability to be efficient gets masked a little bit because you are picking up chunk plays. You're getting long touchdowns, things like that. It genuinely feels like Brock Purdy in the eight quarters that he's played now, seven and a half, whatever has a little bit of a mix of both, which would be incredible, right? He has the moxie to go deep where Jimmy doesn't, but he also has the wherewithal to read the field, make the right read, and get the ball where it needs to go. And that's where Trey is struggling. And I think that comes from Purdy's experience at the college level four years as a starter. Right. And so it's almost like the best of both worlds, right? You've got the, the big, from what we've seen so far, the big playability of Trey Lance married with the efficiency of Jimmy Garoppolo. And now you've got Brock Purdy. Now, again, small sample size, we're talking two games, but that to me is what's most exciting.
0: And you look at the way they just came out and just again put it on. They did have film on him now. It's not like they came in where they had it and mean, a lot of film on him, but at least they had sure. something to see. And they came out and just blew the doors off Tampa Tampa Bay in the first half, up twenty eight nothing. They yeah, outgained them 290 to 11 in the first half. They had 19 first downs to Tampa Bay's five. And Purdy was 14 of 18 for 185 and two touchdowns. And did he make mistakes? Yeah, he threw an interception that got called back. Mm-hmm. But what do you do the next, whatever, however it was a play or two after? whatever. Next
1: was, play. No, the very player. next play was the Before IU touchdown. touchdown.
0: Yeah. Like, just shake it off. Just that was... It off and, I, I, you, and it yeah, wasn't I like, that out.
1: I was saying say, I tweeted that earlier today. That was my favorite. That was my favorite moment in the entire game was his ability to shake that off and literally throw a touchdown of 25 plus air yards, mm-hmm. the next play to Brandon. And, Ayuk. and it wasn't
0: something that was, Hey, Kyle drew it up. He's running wide open where he had, he got hammered and he, he just saw something and he chucked it down there and, and there you go. And that's the type of plays we, we haven't seen out of this offense. We haven't.
1: Well, and Ben's what like, I heard, I would say, I listened to 49ers talk with Matt Mayoko and Jennifer Lee Chan yesterday after the game and uh, I believe it was it, I it was a, one of them. Uh, Ayuk was asked about that play and he said that play wasn't even in the game plan. That was something that either Bobby Slowick or Kyle Shanahan saw on the sideline and said, you know what? We have this play in our arsenal. It's not in our game plan. Let's use this one right now. Let's, let's take advantage of it. And so that's what they did. It's that, that, that uh, what they call a sluggo, a slant go, right? Hmm. Uh, Ayuk fakes the slant and then goes. And, I know that I know that that ball died to Ayuk. He had to wait for it and then turned around to run it in. But I think part of that was Purdy had Purdy didn't have anywhere to step up. Right there was literally a guy bearing down on him. He got he got lit up. On that play, he couldn't step fully into it, and so he got as much as he could. If he had more runway, more room to step up, I think he would have led iuk And so, again, does does Purdy have the biggest arm? Absolutely not. Does he have enough arm to succeed in this offense? It 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 seems that it he does. That it yeah. looks
0: that way. And and again, with the scoring thing now, so the nine the Niners had started to get it going a, a little bit prior to Purdy going in, but it was still inconsistent. So they put up thirty one on the Rams, and we said, okay. Let's pump the brakes because it's the Rams. And then they put up 22 on the chargers and that was a slog. Then they come out of Arizona and it looks like they're firing on all cylinders, right? They look great. But then the next week against new Orleans, again, it's just 13 points. Well, now the last two weeks, they've had really no trouble scoring at at all. And we'll see. Now we'll get into this Debo stuff in a a little while and and update on that and, and talk about what we think of it. But what you're seeing is, is maybe, maybe this guy, and again, he could flame out. We don't know. Sure. But maybe sure. he's just exactly what Kyle's been looking for. He 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 doesn't have the mobility of Trey, but he could run. He could he could run around.
1: More mobility than Jimmy.
0: Way more. Much more than Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. But he's got more than Jimmy. So it's you yeah. know, he could run around a little bit. So it's a little bit meat in the middle there. He's got he's got moxie. Jimmy's got some moxie. Purdy's got a lot of moxie. Yeah. Purdy's gonna go, Purdy's gonna make plays downfield that Jimmy won't. Uh, but he's gonna be more efficient, you know, in the intermediate than Lance would be. So maybe he's just exactly what 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 they're looking for so and we'll get into I you know what I hope we have that problem I hope in two months we're talking about what the hell are we going to do next year I, I really yeah. do I, I
1: hope that it we, we have a down. comment here that says, just imagine how good Trey can be once he gets that experience and that's been that's been it right that's Maybe. been the argument that's Maybe. been the argument for Trey he just doesn't have the experience now the problem is if Purdy leads them to the promised land and brings home number 6 mm-hmm I mean, it's likely going to be a quarterback competition, but I would imagine Purdy would have the leg up, but we'll see obviously that. And that's a problem. Like you said, Al, I would absolutely love to have love it. I would cool. love to have that problem where we've got this rookie quarterback that led us to a sixth Lombardi and we've got this third year uh, starter who we spent a boatload of capital on, but ultimately doesn't matter. No. Cause we brought home number six. Did he bring it home? No. But again, does that matter? And, and to me, the answer is is no. Now, do I think that Trey should have an opportunity to win the job? A hundred percent. And and I think that, that it is a meritocracy and he will. But, mm. you know, this kid, again, small sample size, right? Mm. And we're not trying to be wet blankets here. I'm the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. I will continue to hype this kid till, like I said, the wheels fall off. But it, it does feel different with him on the field than it did with Trey and mm-hmm. then it did with Jimmy, which I think is interesting. Yeah, right. There's something to that
0: that's yeah. undeniable. In this Tampa Bay defense, yeah, Tampa hasn't been really good this year, but a lot of that's been because of the offense. Tampa Bay now has – they are the, the Bucks scoring percentage on defense is 29.6. There's only one better defense in the league scoring percentage-wise, and that's 49ers. Yeah. So this was not a defense that you're going through that was an awful defense that you just cut off. They were, there have – very good defense
1: there very have been two there have been two teams this season that have scored 30 or more points on the bucks and that is the kansas city chiefs In the and the brock purdy led san francisco 49ers this is not a good this is not a bad defense it's the best defense he's going to see the rest of the way the next best will be washington but washington's still not as good as as tampa bay has been this season so yeah. it'll be and, I, I don't know i
0: hey <laughs> can you imagine like, awesome. I mean, we do we do 49ers content obviously yeah. there's no, the other teams don't give you this constant it's drama in content it's always something new with the 49ers to talk about it's crazy i've man. never seen a team like this it's they're just a, 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 literally a reality tv show whether it's a good thing a bad thing a crazy thing it's just it's just always crazy with them but we'll see now purdy's got an oblique injury that they say he's day to day so yeah. is he going to play thursday we hope so I mean, my God, if they if they're on their fourth quarterback this season, I, I it's just it, it's listen, so frustrating. But, listen,
1: I said I said this earlier after all of the all, all of the of the, you know, goodwill storylines the the teams that are surprising, it, you know, halfway through the year, the Seahawks. I I I put on record that at halfway through the season, I thought Pete Carroll deserved uh, coach of the year uh, recognition. Now that now that those teams have have kind of. Come back to fallen, life. fallen down to earth a little bit. There is 100% a discussion to be had about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch winning coach of the year and executive of the executive of the year for what they have done with this 49ers team in 2022. How many other teams in the NFL would be leading their division with a chance to clinch it? On December, today's the 12th. So the 15th, December Mm -hmm. 15th on their third quarterback of the season, that's unheard of. Yeah, it's it's unheard of just what they've done with this team, how they've built this team, how they've coached this team. I, I, I just can't, I cannot say enough about it and I'm so impressed. And I did want to highlight one other thing again, when we talk about Brock Purdy and, and why is this working? Brock Purdy was seven of eight for 109 yards and two touchdowns when pressured. You can't get better than that. You can't, you can't get better than that. So this kid,
0: in his second start yeah.
1: And so this insane. kid, this kid isn't, isn't faced. He isn't faced by what he sees. Was that interception bad? A hundred percent. But we also expect that. And I, mm-hmm. I, I expected him to throw an interception going into the game. So the fact that he came out without one super impressed as well. Yeah. So, you know, and there's more to this offense and I, and and I do want to get into it just because I, th- I think it's important to talk about, but man, this, this kid and, 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 Kyle Shanahan, just, just so many kudos to the, both of them.
0: And I've been very vocal about what I expect from Kyle, because I, yeah. I've always been a Kyle guy, but I said, listen, at some point you got to start winning games consistently. And he's done essentially what, he needed to do i think in the sense that he's now got them they'll make the playoffs he's got them with a winning record in in the playoffs three of the last four years right so now it's something that it's not oh they won one year and they had two losing seasons and they had another good season no now they're now they're consistent now it's a theme the last four years they've had winning records and so now i think i think you're good and now let's try to keep moving forward and let's try to get a ring but i just want them to be there every year because they should be with the coaching staff and the roster and they are. So like you said, kudos, definitely kudos to Kyle with that.